This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please give us a call, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Joining us as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Shore. Hey, that's me. Uh, I'm excited to be here, Travis. And you, you know, every week, whenever I give you a different intro, yeah, uh-huh. uh, you know, most of the time you still you still seem surprised. It's like we we got somebody <laughs> coming in the door behind you. I always look behind me, like who's he talking about? Yeah, you're like, it sounds- like like is this guy? It was does this guy have a, a guest that we didn't we didn't have on the schedule? Well, usually your intros are so flattering. I'm like, it couldn't he couldn't be talking about me. Ah, oh, well, you know, hey, no, yeah, yeah, man, man with the radio plan. Uh, yeah, I'm the man with the radio plan. You're the man with the financial plan. And uh, uh, I'd just like to welcome our listeners to Financial Rock Radio with Travis Chance. <laughs> You know, it's actually kind of funny you say that. Uh, I, as you know, we we teach at uh, some of the local universities, yeah. um, teach financial planning for retirees, and uh, we're starting our series uh, this you know this quarter and or this semester. And I was walking down the hall. Uh, I think it was earlier this week, and uh, I actually overheard a class, and I was like, you know, I may come back and take this course. I don't know what it was because I haven't looked it up yet, but. <clears throat> they were actually talking about like the history of rhythm and blues and rock and oh, roll wow. and you know the the old uh, basically he was even going back to the old minstrel shows back in the the you know the 30s and the 40s the old tent shows you know like whenever they had the traveling tent like revival services and kind of how that that influenced rock and roll and blues and stuff and i mean literally in two minutes i was i, was, I just kind of stopped and i was like this is actually pretty interesting i don't know what class this is but i think i may have to come back because that uh i'm, I'm a i'm a huge music fan um you know not so much of of what they would call music today but um you know back in the one of my favorite bands is the band you know from yep, from the, the uh, yeah from woodstock and the bob yep. dylan days and yep the last waltz there you go there you go and uh and levon helms one of my favorite singers so yep. you know i was just listening to some of that and i was like wow that is that is awesome so you know, hey, you learn something new. You learn something you don't even think you're going to learn. You learn it anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think you've learned, you think, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm done learning things. Uh, and then you get surprised. And that's when I started doing the show with you. I thought, you know, oh, I know quite a bit about this. And then uh, every week you remind me of how much I don't know <laughs> about finances. So, uh, but well, it is, it's good to learn. And that's why we're here. So what are we talking about on the show today? Well, this Travis? week, this week, we've had a lot of questions about surviving spouses because, 
you know, we we talked about it, especially last year. Uh, you know, we 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 spent a great deal of time on some of the uh, some of the issues that surviving spouses may face. So, what I wanted to do is kind of go back and, especially now we're we're getting uh, questions regarding you know what what changes have happened with the Secure Act and spouses, and what do we do to overcome this and. I don't I don't know that there's a great deal to worry about from a spousal perspective on the Secure Act, but I just uh, I felt like it would be a good idea to go back and review some of the things that uh, you really need to plan for in order to protect your surviving spouse. And that's why the, the title of the show today is protecting the surviving spouse. Yeah, because, and I think I think it's important as well. I, I really do, because you don't want to leave your loved one in a bad situation. And well, that, that's what that's it's all about. A, that situation is is exactly why I do what I do, why I'm talking to the people this morning, uh, why I basically got into this business is because, you know, through bad advice, uh, my grandfather made decisions that, you know, put my grandmother in a very, very difficult position for about 18 years Um you know, while he was, uh, he had passed on and she was still, you know, still left to, uh, to live and had to pay bills and had to basically, you know, I don't want to say pinch pennies, but that's basically what she did. I mean, she, she literally, you know, we helped when we could, but she literally had to live a, a less than, than, uh, I guess, uh, fruitful retirement because, the decisions that he were he was given the uh, given the information, the decisions that he made didn't put her in the best of position. So basically, that's that's what I want to talk about this morning. So the first things first, just you know, and obviously, um, I wish someone had asked my grandparents this situation or this 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 uh, this question: Who makes the final? Who makes the final and financial decisions in the household? Is it one person or do you make them together? Excuse me. Because if you make them together, that's great. But if one person makes the financial decisions in the household, that could be an issue. And the reason it could be an issue is what happens if the person, obviously, if the person that makes the decisions lives the longest, that may not be an issue. But if the person that makes the financial decisions predeceases the per uh, the you know the spouse that doesn't make the decisions, well then is that person going to be lost? Are they going to have yeah. a roadmap? Are they going to have a way to to really fill in that void and fill that gap? And a lot of times that's not the case, right? Right. I, I, I think in fact, in, I would say, Travis, in <clears throat> most cases. Um, uh, most people I know, it, it's just one. They don't make all financial decisions. Usually one person is more the main person that oversees right, right. the paying of the bills and staying on top of that kind of thing. Uh, it'd be better if they were both involved in everything. But I think the majority of couples, at least that I know, it's one person. And my wife and I have tried to correct that. It used to be just her uh, and then for a while it was just me and now we're doing it together. So we've kind of went through both phases, but, um, I, I think it's really important this point you're making and, and people, you know, one spouse will outlive the other in almost every instance. So you have to address this, don't you? 
Well, Tony, uh, I think it's, you know, so many times people, people just assume that, you know, okay, well, I'll just keep doing whatever, you know, whatever Jim does or whatever Jane does, right? They, they just assume they're just going to pick up where they leave off. But in a lot of cases, that's not, that's not going to be the outcome. Um, You know, one of the easier said than done. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. One of the other issues, you know, what happens whenever, you know, whenever we talk about income, where is that? money going to come from because obviously remember social security let's say that uh the higher earning spouse earns say two thousand a month from social security and the lower earning spouse earns a thousand when one spouse dies regardless of who it is higher or lower basically they're going to lose a thousand dollars of income so you know how are we going to replace the income in retirement because a lot of times what we see is there's not really a desire to to lower the standard of living. It's literally they want to continue on the same income level. But here's the problem. What they don't realize and what they don't take into consideration is Social Security is a, in my opinion, a very tax advantage source of income. Reason being, I've talked about on the show many times, uh, the first, you know, first 85% may be taxed at some level, depending on what your income is, but you automatically, no matter what, get 15% off the top. That's not taxable. Okay. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it will add up. And then you've got the uh, situation where Social Security is taxed at provisional income rates, not ordinary income rates, which could also give you a tax break. So it's got some some definite tax uh, incentives built in, and that's something you need to take into consideration when you're planning. But here's the problem. The one thing they don't realize is, let's say, for instance, married filing joint, you're going to be right now, you can make and have taxable income up to 80000 and stay in the 12% bracket. But when one of you passes away, guess what happens? That now becomes 40000 to get to the top of the 12% bracket. So. Wow. If if you're still trying to achieve that eighty thousand dollar income, you're now going to be in the twenty two percent bracket, not the twelve percent bracket. So, Tony, you can see how that could be an unintended consequence because now you've got a considerably larger tax bill. So, in order to get the same income in in net of taxes, you may have to take more from the portfolio. And that may force distribution rate issues because what if your portfolio can't produce that? What if it can't safely produce the difference that now you have to pay Uncle Sam on top because you are filing as a single in the second year, not as a married filing joint couple? You don't get to keep that classification. So, you know, these are all issues that we have to think about. And and one last thing before we, we go to break, I do want to also mention this. Um, I, in the in the class this week, I actually had several, you know, questions about Social Security regarding when someone is going to take it. I want to take mine before 66 or 67. And the only thing I would caution you on, and this is just kind of a side note, if you're going to take social security, you need to watch, you need to watch how you take it. If, especially if you take it early, because if you're the higher wage earner, I would really encourage you to wait till full retirement age. But if you absolutely cannot just understand one thing, you could without realizing it actually give your surviving spouse a haircut 
that you didn't intend. Because if the higher earning spouse, in some situations, if they take theirs early, the surviving spouse may not be eligible for 100% of the surviving income. They may be limited to 82.5% of that income. Now, that would definitely be an unwelcome surprise, but you need to understand when you take it, these are all things, the devil's in the details. You have to understand and know what you're doing. And a lot of times, you know, I, and, and I'm taking up for him actually on this, this regard, not picking on him. The social security administration is their, their people are not going to sit there and help you strategize for social security. That's not what they do. That's not what their job is. These are things that if you don't have someone that can help guide you in these issues, you, it's up to you to make the right decision. And my question is, how do you know that the decision you've made is the right decision? Right. And, uh, wow. So I actually have to, uh, be knowledgeable. I have to actually be thinking about this. Yes, yes. You got to put some thought into your <laughs> retirement. Go oh, figure. No. Oh no. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's such a huge part of your life and it's not people think it's not don't think of retirement as the end. It's just the beginning of a new phase and it's just a whole nother phase of your life and like you always say, you know, people end up spending more time planning a 2-week vacation than they do their entire retirement a lot of mm -hmm. times and that's not good. So that's why we're talking about this, especially when it comes to protecting your loved ones and having a plan in place should something happen to you or your spouse. I wonder what are some more ways that you help people and that people can prepare for the loss of a spouse? What are some things we should be doing? The first thing I would do, and, and I've talked about it on the show pretty much every show for the last two years, okay, or as long as we've been on the air, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to have some type of plan. You you cannot just assume that you're going to be able to, to make it through without one. Because here's the thing, a, a good plan will beat a, a, I mean, a good plan written down will beat a great plan just in your head any day of the week. Because you're actually going to have something to fall back on when things go awry, as they will do and can do. You've got to have a way to reroute and, and get you to your destination. So the first thing that I would do if it were me, and obviously you, you've you heard me tell you why, you need to have a, a written plan or work with a planner who's going to be able to help guide your spouse in the event that the the spouse that makes the decisions predeceases the other. Uh, and that just, I mean, that just makes sense, right? I mean, if you develop a relationship with someone who can help with those decisions, they're not going to be making the decision for the spouse, but they're going to be giving them the good advice, the 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 quality advice, I guess you could say, that the spouse that was that predeceased would be giving the same spouse, right? They're going to be giving that counsel to help them maximize and, and get the most out of their retirement. And at the end of the day, that should be some peace of mind, you know, for the for the one who makes the financial decisions, knowing that their spouse is going to be taken care of, because I'll be honest, I mean, that's that's one of my biggest fears is, you know, I always always update what our plan is supposed to be for my household, because I don't ever want my wife and my girls not to know what to do. Right. I just I cannot right. think of a I cannot think of a worse fate than to, you know, if you know, if we have any type of consciousness and, you know, obviously everybody, you know, has their own 
has their own uh, view of what the final chapter brings. But, you know, I, I could not imagine having, you know, having to know that I didn't put my wife and my kids in the best possible situation. So, you know, if you're not going to have a planner, just make sure you have a plan, even if it's just written down on a piece of paper, it's better than just no plan at all. Um, you know, one of the other things that I would really encourage you on and folks, you've heard me talk about this so many times and I just cannot impress upon you enough. How many of us, how many of us right now think that taxes are going to go down in the future? Probably not. How no. many of, how many of us think that taxes are going to stay the same? Well, we know we know this is not me speculating. This is a fact. We know that Congress is good at doing nothing. And if they do nothing, guess what happens in 2026? We're going to go back to 2017 rates automatically. So yeah, it's going to go back up. We know that there's going to be a tax increase potentially in five years, no matter what. So if we know that is not only a likelihood, but almost a certainty then that should stand to reason why instead of now your spouse being in a set a 12% bracket, they're going to be in the 15, the, uh, the 22 is going to be, you know, the 25. And do you see what I'm saying, Tony? We yep. know that this is going to also compound. So, you know, one of the issues that we've got is we've got to plan for tax issues because obviously if the surviving spouse wants to maintain, you know, even 80%, uh, you know, I hear a lot of times, well, you know, this, the wife says, you know, I don't need everything because, uh, you know, if it's just me, it's, you know, it's just going to be me in the household. Well, that's true. But I've never seen Georgia power send half a light bill. I've never seen the water company send half a water bill. I've never seen Direct TV offer a survivor's package, right? I mean, no. there are there are things that you're going to still have to pay for and then some because what happens if let's say for instance your spouse was the one who did the yard? What if they're the one that cut the lawn? What if they're the one that did the the upkeep of the home and now all of a sudden you've got to hire all of that out? that's going to take money. That's going to, that's going to be an issue. Uh, one of the things I did forget to mention on the first part, uh, before the break was, you know, you also think about this, depending on what the level of income that you're at, we also need to take into account Medicare means testing. Because if, if let's say for instance, right now, you know, you, you can make up into the, what, I think it's hundred and I don't have it committed to memory this morning, 160, 170,000 before you're going to start getting Medicare means tested. Well, whenever you try to keep taking, let's say that hundred thousand a year of income that you're accustomed to, well, now guess what? The surviving spouse may be paying more for his or her Medicare because they're trying to maintain the household and now they're a single, not a married filing joint and they're going to have to pay more Medicare premium on top of potentially paying more taxes. That's going to be more money out of pocket. That's, that's also another, another version of a tax, if you will. Does that make sense, Tony? Do you, are you, you tracking with me? Do you understand the impact we're talking about here? Uh, it sounds huge. I mean, obviously there's a really big impact and it seems like no matter what the topic, taxes always throw a wrench into things that can happen, especially as we get older and into retirement. So uh, obviously the tax implications uh, and uh, losing a spouse, making sure you have a plan in place that adjusts and deals for, with that and takes that into account is huge. 
uh, which means you have to be working with a financial advisor like yourself so you don't have to worry about it. Now, another thing I wanted to ask you about before the end of the show, and I, I don't think you've mentioned this too much at least, and that is uh, beneficiary designations. That's a big, having those in order ahead of time is huge uh, to help deal with the loss of a spouse, right? Absolutely, Tony, because, you know, especially, and I'm just going to use this as an example, uh, where we see that become an issue more than not is whenever you have a blended family, meaning you have like a second marriage, you know, what happens if, you know, one spouse wants, you know, part of their, uh, their assets to go straight to their kids and, you know, only a portion goes to the surviving spouse, et cetera. These are things you're going to want to have dealt with because, that's going to be an issue. And I know the, the old phrase and, you know, my kid, my kids love, love my wife as good as, you know, their, their fur, you know, their mother. I, I can honestly set, tell you, um, I'm, I'm sure they do. But when you start putting money into play, uh, relationships start to be tested. And I'm not trying to offend anyone, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm not a, I'm not I don't have to expound on that any further. You know where that's going to go. But one of the things I do want to talk about, Tony, and just kind of going off of what our, our topic has been for today also. And the great question about beneficiary forms. But think about this, folks. Uh, we 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 hear all the time and and this is what we try to talk about are the issues that don't get a lot of airplay don't get a lot of press but we hear all the time you know diversify your assets diversify your assets only have so much in stock only have so much in fixed income have this in real estate have this in gold yada 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 whatever all the live long day but what you very seldom hear is have tax diversification have tax diversification. Why? It's because do you remember the the issue we've been talking about, which is protecting your your surviving spouse? Yep. If they if they want to continue on taking the income, but Tony, let's say for instance, they could drop their income from their IRA to the minimum levels, but had Roth or non-qualified assets, meaning invested after-tax investments that they could supplement the difference from their income, they could literally eliminate a lot of the problems. But what do most people retire with? Pre-tax assets. They don't they don't think about, okay, they're like, well, I don't want to pay the tax, so I'm just going to let it grow as much as possible. Well, that's that's great. That's great. As long as it's for you and you and your spouse are both still alive, that's great. But Roth conversion and Roth assets and non-qualified, these are assets that could make a huge impact on your surviving spouse's tax uh, issues in in the years after your passing. And it's something that if you don't address, you're putting them at peril without maybe even realizing it. So don't just have investment diversification, have tax diversification because it's going to pay dividends. And then last but not least, uh, you know, you want to also keep an eye on your risk. Don't put your spouse in double jeopardy. What I mean by that is let's say God forbid, and I know it's an, it's a very low probability of happening, but what would happen if God forbid your, your passing coincided with a market meltdown now that spouse has got to deal with the emotional and psychological issues of you passing. And at the same time, you don't have a plan and you put them in emotional and now financial peril because now they've got to do something with the finances. Folks, 
that that's a perfect storm and that's something that it could happen will it happen who knows but it could happen and if it does happen that's not fair to your spouse that's not fair to you give us a call 877-269-0839 and let us help you develop a plan so that you and your spouse have the retirement you want not the retirement that you have to settle for all right well thanks travis and yes we are out of time for today's show That does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.